Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Wayne Autumn, Senior Consultant with Remodelers Advantage. Leadership, what does it really mean? Many people struggle to clearly define what it is, yet most know when they're in the presence of a great leader. Wayne is here to share the nine components of extraordinary leadership and how they can be applied to the remodeling industry. And we'll hear all about them in just a minute. Come on! You just mind your P's and Q's, Buster, and remember who you're dealing with. How about a friend? Hi, I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. Good day. How are you? Excellent. It's just beautiful outside. It makes you feel good all over, eh? I love it. I love it. I love it. 76, 72 degrees is actually my sweet spot. Mm. I like 72. Should be right about there today, I think. Yeah, it's lovely. So, and we get to talk about a great topic, leadership. Leadership. What is that? I don't know, man. It's, I struggle with it. You know, yeah. being a good leader, how to be good leaders. So this is a perfect topic. I tell you that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so shall we, shall we dive in? Yeah, before you bite my head off. Okay, right. let's do Zip that. it there, buddy. So today we are delighted to welcome Wayne Autumn. He's a senior consultant for Remodelers Advantage, as Mark said, and he's the president of his own consulting firm, Autumn Enterprises, LLC. Wayne brings over 30 years of business consulting experience and 15 years working directly with remodeling and construction companies to RA. He's been a great uh, facilitator and consultant for us, and we're super excited to have him on the show. So welcome, Wayne. Well, thank you, Victoria. Good to see you again, Mark. You know, it's leadership is such an interesting topic. And our members that have been working with you have been just, you know, raving about your your help to help them develop these leadership skills. So tell me a little bit about your experience with remodeling companies and leadership. Well, as the introduction said, I've been working directly with remodeling companies on leadership for the last 15 years and working 30 years just doing consulting with business leaders. And what I find is that the most important thing that leaders need to do is, especially leaders of the company in terms of the owners, as most of these remodeling companies are owner-operated firms, is ensure that everyone in the organization has a clear picture of where the business is going. That is, they need to really set the direction They need to define the purpose and they need to define who the business is authentically. That sets the stage for effective leadership. If you don't know where you're going, if you don't know what you're trying to produce, and if you don't know how you act and behave in the process of doing that, how can you be an effective leader? So that's the focus that I've had with remodeling companies and just all the companies I work with is creating that clarity of direction, purpose, and authenticity that allows leaders to have the context in which to lead. So can you, can you talk to me a little bit about the authenticity part? How do you mean? What, how do you bring that into? Well, every business has a culture, whether you intentionally develop it or not. So the question is, what is the culture you want your business to have? And the foundation of that culture is a set of values. These are literally the definition of how we act and behave in the face of challenges, day-to-day activity, et cetera. Honor, integrity, et cetera, all of those mom and 
uh, mom and apple pie things all come into play, but it's really setting the stage to determine exactly how you want your team to behave when a client has an issue or a subcontractor doesn't show up. How do you act and behave? So that's the basis of authenticity. And then there are cultural development aspects that are built on top of that. That's where the authenticity comes from. So what's the basic definition of leadership that you use? It's actually a paraphrase of a quote of Dwight David Eisenhower. And it's leadership is the art of getting others to get something done that you want done as if they want to do it. Okay. All right. A little <laughs> circular there, but I, like I get you. Yeah. You're basically yeah. trying to get somebody else to think it's their idea. It, in essence, <laughs> yes. It, it's tapping into the natural motivations of people to allow them to naturally, authentically achieve the result that you want done without having to demand, without having to order that's leadership as I define it in the basis of, of, of the book, The Nine Components of Extraordinary Leadership, is that that forms the basis. And it's all about making sure that leaders understand what needs to be done, tapping into the natural motivations of people so that they have the feeling that it was their idea, as you said. And then finally, making sure that it's really, really clear just exactly what needs to be done, what are the measures of success, and how that is how people can make decisions in, in doing that. How do you see leadership differing from management? I think there's a lot of confusion around where one ends and the other begins. Leadership is certainly a component of, man of being a manager, but leadership is strictly a people-centered activity. You manage things, you lead people. You manage schedules, you manage budgets, you manage resources. Some of those are people. Mm -hmm. but, pe but leadership is 100% a people-centered activity. It's all about getting those for which you want something done to do it as if they want to do it. Okay. Okay, cool. So, Talk a little bit about how leadership applies to the roles of owners and production managers and project managers. And Yes. Uh, so, so, as I said before, with an owner, the most important aspects for them is to create that vision of where they want to go, set the direction so that everybody can row or sail the boat to that that true north of what you're trying to achieve and really understand who you are as a business and the value you create so that you can define structures in the business so that that will deliver that value proposition and then build a culture, that authenticity that allows people to act in that way in every interaction. So first and foremost, for owners, it's really creating that clarity of direction, purpose, and authenticity that will allow other leaders to have the context in which to lead. In the production side of things, 
It's all about that unique value proposition and the processes that are needed in order to achieve that. Meaning it's about leading people to achieve that, that end value proposition message with a system that repeats that consistently so that quality, et cetera, are consistently and effectively delivered with the most efficiency, lowest cost, highest profit. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Talk to me a little bit about creating a vision um, and, and what's the process? Because sometimes I feel like the vision is so, um, so <laughs> huge. Yeah. It's so, it's like a cloud, you know, it's not right. concrete yeah. at all. So how, and how do you tie that into where the company is really going? Okay. That's, that's a, Absolutely great question. The simple, quick answer is I take them through an exercise that literally asks them a series of questions focused on an idea of where they want to be in, say, three to five years, looking at it from a financial perspective, from a cultural perspective, from a relationship with your community's perspective. In other words, what I try to do is what I've tried to do is the most important questions are outlined so that owners can get out of their head all the things that they've been thinking about down on paper. It's not 100% total everything that a vision needs to be, but it's a guide to get out of your head and on paper so we can manipulate and question and ask so that we can create that clarity. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think about it this way. You wake up with 180 degrees of choice every day. You can't go back, right? Right. So what, where, where is your true north then? What, what direction are you going to go? Or are you going to be a pinball going, oh, I'll I'll go, you know, 15 degrees over here and then I'll go 75 degrees over there and go that bit. That's what the power of vision is, is it sets that direction. So everybody can see where to go. Now, when you first start working with a client, Let's say that you've got 10 clients, brand new. How many of them have an existing vision statement when you start working with them? One in 10. Okay. But yet you feel it's super important for the health and leadership of the company. Absolutely. Yeah. I I, I can't say anything more about that. Absolutely. Big stuff. It's important. Should be done for every company. That's where you're going. Yeah. 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 Come out to the coast. We'll get together, have a few laughs. Join us September 21st and 22nd for the annual Remodeler Summit at Gaylord National Resort and Convention Center, just outside D.C. This year's theme, Homecoming, the art of building a remarkable culture. Because culture eats strategy for breakfast. Featuring two-time best-selling author Deanne Turner, Joe Cursillo, the Mind Shark, and Henna Pryor, the secret weapon for impossible change. Plus 40 visionary speakers, 36 high-octane workshops, four education tracks, and of course, our legendary welcome party. Are you ready for homecoming? Visit RemodelerSummit.com to learn more. Wayne, I'm curious about you know, just to go back to the management and leadership thing, because how do you become a leader? Because 
you know, with with managing, you know, Simon Sinek, I, I remember saying, you know, you can anybody will will listen to what someone above them will say, but they won't necessarily follow them. That's exactly right. right. And so so it's like that that missing factor. And and in your book, you talk about a leadership checklist. Right. So maybe if you want to touch on that and help all of us figure That's out the right. difference where I was going to go with the the answer, Mark. And yeah. So so let's go back to the definition. Leadership is an art, meaning it can be learned, it can be studied, etc. So the, the checklist I have, remember that the definition said that it's the art of getting something done through others. So the first job of a leader is making sure that we understand what needs to be done. That is, and this is where most leaders, you know, they, they start on the wrong foot, so to speak. It's really understanding the business problem and getting really, really clear. Stephen Covey says, if you want to climb the ladder of success, make sure it's leaning against the right wall. So just like with a vision, we got to make sure that we understand what the problem is. The second thing that we need to do, and this is going through the checklist, the second thing we need to do is define done. Define done? Yes. If we're wanting our people to get something done, then it's incumbent upon the leader to define what done is. So it's creating a clear picture of that business problem, that business uh, opportunity completely done. Could, could you give me an example? Um, for example, if you have, have an issue with people timely uh, getting to the job site. Okay. As a leader. Okay. So a simple answer is a clear picture of what the performance is expected. And that is you're expected to be at the site slightly before work is to begin, ready to prepare and begin work. You do that each and every day. Is there any, so it's really, really clear. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's a very, very, very simple answer, but it's also a very common um, problem. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's really getting clear on exactly what the performance is so that people can do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. All right. Next on your checklist. Next on the checklist is if, if the concept is getting other people to do it because they want to do it, then we have to tap into their natural motivations. We have to communicate to them in a way that works for them, and we have to hope, hopefully allow their unique gifts, the tools that all of us bring to the table, we tap into those and they can see themselves successfully being part of the solution. So it's tapping into the unique gifts of those that we, and we can talk a little bit more about those unique gifts in a moment, but it's tapping into that natural motivation and the unique gifts so people feel compelled to move forward. So that's step number three. Step number four is we need to clearly define what, what needs to be done, the steps and things that need to be done. We need to define who's accountable for getting it done. And we need to define what authority we're giving people so that they can actually perform. Mm-hmm. We're defining the performance criteria in that leadership situation. And then the final item in the checklist is we need to measure, manage, report on that performance. Okay. So to go through it real quickly, 
define what done, understand the business situation, define what done is, tap into the natural motivations of those you lead, clearly define responsibility, accountability, and authority, and measure and manage to it. Wayne, so can I just jump in for a second? Is, is it in the way it's presented to some degree or is, is there like some component, you know, because again, a manager who would never be a, a true leader can do those things. I would say just, Hey, I expect you to be here by this time. Here's what I, I expect out of you. This is going to be at your performance review, right? Yep. So is there, is there, or is it in more steps coming? Am I jumping ahead? No, actually, those are the five steps. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, but you're going back into those tapping into the natural motivations, right? Okay. In other words, oftentimes, the biggest challenge is to not be demotivating. Right. Okay, meaning to speak to someone in a way that actually demotivates them. For example, one of the, the motivation styles I teach is, is called the a need for power. And this is simply the need to feel in control of what your outcome or your process is. People who need that, if you tell them everything that they need to do and take their power away, they're not motivated. Right. Mm -hmm. People who are motivated by achievement, they need to get things done. If you take their ability to actually complete tasks away, generally unintentionally, then they're not going to be motivated. So that I think this goes to where, what, what you're doing is, yes, it is a bit in how you say it, not what you say. It is ensuring that you're tapping into the natural motivations of the people you work with so that they can naturally move forward. So we, while, while avoiding the demotivators. Right. So would you say that um, based on what you just said, allowing someone to fail? Absolutely. Uh, you know, this is one of the challenges that we have as leadership managers, et cetera, is, and especially we find this in owner operated businesses is owners end up having to make all the decisions because they haven't given away accountability because they fear failure because they've done it themselves for so long. Right. But in order to grow people, people have to fail you've learned far more from failure than you do from success. Uh It's containing the failure that leaders need to do. It means making sure that it's you, you, there's a concept called situational leadership, not mine. Um, But the concept is making sure that your leadership aligns to the experience and capability of the person you're leading Uh so that you're not giving them too much. And so that they can't fail too far. Right. Too fast. I love it. Mm -hmm. That's good. All right. So I'm just going to, as soon as we're done this, I'm going to tell everybody outside to fail. (laughs) Please don't. (laughs) No, no, that's not what he's saying. I was just kidding. So, um, so Wayne, I got one last question for you. Are you ready for the lightning round? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not quite sure I am, but it's going to happen anyway, isn't it? It is. It is. And now, here's the Remodeler's Advantage Lightning Round. It's a trap! All right, let's put 60 seconds on the clock. What is your favorite business book and why? Well, there's so many, um, but now I'm, now I'm spacing on the name. It's, it's strength. 
based leadership by um, by the Gallup organization. If you weren't a business consultant, what do you think you'd be doing? There's a country song out right now where they asked the, the country singer, what would you be doing if you, if you weren't doing this? And it, I would be doing this, just not at this <laughs> this level. What are you not very good at? You know, I, I eat my own dog food with regard to understanding unique gifts, and I'm not very good. I'm not a get-her-done guy. I don't have the get-her-done gene. So I need cheat sheets, checklists, stuff. I procrastinate. I hear you on that one. Your room, your desk, or your car, which would you clean first? Car. What is your biggest pet peeve? Untidiness. Do you put on both socks, then shoes, or sock, shoe, sock, shoe? Both socks, then shoes. Okay. <laughs> Boxers, if you want to know. <laughs> that was the first time I'd heard that one. <laughs> now I'm starting to think, how do I do it? Um, so, all right, Wayne, this has been great. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing this with us. But before I let you go, I want you to share with our listening audience your five words of wisdom and why they resonate with you. The five words of wisdom are extraordinary leaders lead from strength. That resonates with me because the essence of an extraordinary leader is understanding who they are uniquely, their own strengths, and tapping into the natural motivations and strengths of those they lead as the tool to get them to naturally, authentically move forward to get what done we need done. That's awesome. So, so Wayne, if people want to learn more about your, your work and how to work with you on their leadership issues and succession, bringing up new gen leaders and all of that, how do they find out more? Well, they can email me at Wayne at remodelersadvantage.com. That's probably the best thing to do. And I can tap them into to it. I know that we're working on updating our RA website with information on that. So that would be soon, soon to come. Absolutely. Obviously, my own business, autumnenterprises.com, you can go to leadfromstrength.com to find out about the services. These services are essentially what I would bring to you through Remodelers Advantage. All right. Great. Thank you so much. We very much appreciate you being here. Thanks, Wayne. It was my pleasure. I like talking a lot about leadership, but it's still, it's always seems so vague. I mean, I need a script. I need... I need step by step. Say this, say that, do this, act like that. It is. It's it is almost this uh, ghostly. Yeah. Like I said, like a cloud, like amorphous. Right. Because what is, you know, he's going through that checklist and I'm thinking, okay, well, a manager could have done that. A manager could have done that. But that's not it. It it is that it's the it factor. Right. That that one thing that you got to just. You got to learn. You got to you got to work on yourself. I I do like that we were talking about, I think, the difference being the the fear of failure and allowing the failure and Mm -hmm. giving giving them the ability to fail as being one of the components that are keeping in mind always their level of of experience and skills and ability. Right. But the thing that he added that was really critical is it basically containing that failure. You, you can't just like send somebody right. off into the world. And the next thing you know, the business is out of business. Right. Right. So you got to contain it, but give them the, the latitude, give them enough rope so that they can learn mm-hmm. and, and feel that ownership. 
mm-hmm. and and all that kind of stuff. It's challenging though. I mean, so many, so many people working on what's, you know, leadership. Yeah. Ah. And yeah. what's the issue of the company? I mean, there could be a bazillion issues. Yeah. You know, going on. So anyway, it's a fascinating topic. Always can learn more about it. Love reading about it. Love hearing about it. So it's well, timeline. You know, there's only so much you're going to get out of a 25 minute podcast, but all of our members that have worked with Wayne have been beyond the stars excited about what he's been able to help them do right. and achieve. So, yep. so yeah, give uh, Wayne an email, Wayne at remodelersadvantage.com if you want to learn more about that. And also, check out remodelersummit.com if you want to learn about culture because he was culture's a big part of it and culture's a big part of this year's summit yes you know, it is we've got 40 speakers 36 breakouts three keynotes tons of good stuff and of course we're having an 80s themed uh party welcome party awesome which, party which is gonna be awesome yes so <laughs> all good we want to thank wayne for taking the time to share his tips and we want to thank you for listening week in and week out I'm Mark Harari. And I'm Victoria Downing. See you next time. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day.